Irresistible, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who, although they live states apart, they have lived their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We are creating different kinds of discipleship tools, spreading them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he will have zero trouble recognizing his children. Let me leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is part of the reading through the Gospel of Luke, uh, one chapter a day for 24 days, so that when Christmas comes around and December 25th is here, you'll have recently read the life of Christ as told from the perspective of Dr. Luke. Let's read just four verses of Luke chapter 4 and then dive into the subject of temptation and irresistible temptation, or so to speak. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt. It is written, Thou, <laughs> excuse me. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Had a moment of confusion there, which is pretty much uh, how I live my life: is moments of confusion from one to another to another. Uh, Oscar Wilde said the only thing that he couldn't resist was temptation, and temptation is. Uh, is sort of the perennial problem of man going all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent and you and I have been tempted by the devil as well so we're heartened to find that Jesus overcame temptation and he can teach us some strategies that you and I can use to deal with it there is a concept that Satan wants to uh, he's looking for he wants to find that irresistible temptation for you and here in these 13 verses we only read four but there's 13 that cover the temptation in Luke chapter 4 and what Satan does is he's prodding you ever watch a doctor that they sort of prod on your abdomen what they're doing is they're looking for a weakness there they're they're checking to see if there's a hernia a weakness in the muscle wall well Satan was prodding on the Messiah looking for an irresistible temptation and he he tries the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the pride of life he tries the three basic types of temptation you see in the Garden of Eden and really the types of temptation that you and I face as well and uh, He's looking for something that you just can't lay off of. Um, he, he wants uh, he wants to tempt you into something, and and Satan is a master at it. He will he will poke and prod, and he's been tempting people for so long. He's pretty up on his tactics, and we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. The Bible says we need to know his strategy so that you and I can be effective in it. I want to give you some ways that you can resist the irresistible, ways that you can deal with temptation when it comes on strong in your life and when Satan seems like he's bombarding you with various kinds of temptations. I want to suggest some things that Dr. Charles Stanley has suggested in taking control when the enemy attacks. And He says, number one, if you're going to overcome temptation, take responsibility. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? 
Sometimes we try to sort of slough everything off to make it somebody else's responsibility. It's society's job. It's my mom and dad's job. It's my husband's job, my wife's job, whatever. You know, you get into this deal blaming everybody else. The blame game goes back to Genesis 3. Take responsibility for yourself. You and you alone are responsible whether you stand up to this temptation or don't stand up for it. You're the one that's going to answer to God ultimately. So take responsibility. Number two, focus on the big picture. What temptation does is offers a small picture of what's going to happen immediately, and, and, and Satan wants you to focus on the immediate gratification. What God wants you to do is take the big picture and focus on your long-term goal. Your long-term goal is Christ-likeness and being in heaven with God forever in this wonderful place called heaven, and avoiding definitely this horrible place called hell. And that means you and I need to deal with this subject of temptation and overcoming it. So as you take the larger picture, get the 30,000 foot view of what's going on, you can see the lay of the land. Now you no longer have to fall into the trap that's right in front of you. You know how to circumnavigate it or go around it. Uh, Charles Stanley also says, identify areas of weakness in your life. There's some areas that you are weaker than other areas. And you need to, you need to kind of do your own analysis. Um, David in the Old Testament, he said, search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. He was asking God to test him, to prod him, to see if there's some area of weakness that he was not cognizant of or aware of. And then, then David would then ask God to strengthen him in that area. So we need to look for those areas of weakness in our life so that we can shore up those areas and, and, and get help in them. Another thing that Dr. Stanley talks about is called HALT. It, it really is something that flows out of addiction recovery. And, and what, what this says, H-A-L-T, you're more likely to go back to an addictive behavior or fall into a sinful behavior if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. HALT. H-A-L-T. And if you'll think back about the times that you've fallen into temptation, almost always you were in one of those four weak areas. You were either hungry, you were angry, you were lonely, or you were tired. And so sometimes one of the ways that we can get more effective at battling temptation is making certain that we're strong in those areas, that we're well-fed by the Word of God, well-fed physically. Uh, that, we're, that we're calm and not angry, that we're dealing with our anger issues in our life, not allowing our anger to control us because we're controlling our anger. Not living in loneliness and isolation, but instead connecting ourselves with a body of believers who have, who have a similar life goal of becoming Christ-like as well, and that infuses us with strength to overcome this temptation. And then tired. Boy, I tell you, it, being tired makes cowards of us all. Being tired makes weaklings of us all in the spirit realm. Sometimes you just need a good nap. Elijah, when he was uh, had finished fighting the battle in, on Mount Carmel, he goes down and God has him rest for a period of time. You need rest. You need appropriate rest. So take care of those and you'll diminish a lot of temptation. Visualize yourself doing the right thing instead of fantasizing about doing the wrong thing. Satan has been really good at using our imaginations in a twisted way. What God wants to do is use our imaginations in a positive way, a good way, or a godly way. He wants to see ourselves living victoriously. That's why he uses that language in the Bible. He will tell you that you're more than a conqueror, that you're an overcomer. 
that you, you can be victorious in your walk with God. That there's a language of victory in this spiritual warfare that's meant for you to see yourself coming out on the other side of this battle. Yes, in a battle, but absolutely victorious in the battle, not seeing yourself defeated. If you see yourself as losing the battle, you'll lose every time. But if you see yourself through Christ winning the battle, because you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. And by the way, some people misapply that to the I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm going to join the NBA. I'm five foot nine. I'm not going to be joined in the NBA. That's not what the verse means. The verse means in the spirit realm, whatever God has told you to do, you can do. And he's told us to fight back against sin and to overcome temptation. So you can win that battle. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And then, uh, and then another thing, besides visualizing doing the right thing, make yourself accountable to a friend or a group of friends. Good Christian friends, not the gossip in town, but a good Christian friend that's going to help you to be accountable in that weak area of temptation. You, you want a, an accountability group, and these need to be, uh, you know, growing Christians, not weak Christians. You want, you want people that can help you and that you can help them to be accountable. And and be a resource for each other and, and so that if you're getting tempted you can call them you can visit them uh, you can reach out to them and they're gonna make contact with you and help you understand that you're not in this temptation alone uh, and then another thing is read the Word of God man I gotta tell you the, the Bible is really clear about this it says wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereunto according to thy word uh, Psalms 119 and other Psalms 119, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, it's been said that sin will keep you from the Bible or the Bible will keep you from sin. And that's, that's a pretty good parody because the word of God has a way of displacing those sin thoughts because it creates a new pattern of thinking in your mind. Temptation is a pattern of thought that's going on in your mind and then it works down into your spirit. The Word of God provides an alternative pattern of thinking, an alternative layering of success in, in overcoming those tempting thoughts, and it gives you God's thoughts. So he would say that my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are higher than yours, my ways are higher than yours. I'm calling you to move up into my level by getting immersed in the Word of God. There's a couple of tools that you can use. One is the U version of the Bible has got a, you can get your favorite translation on it, but you can also do some Bible reading plans that are targeted specifically to whatever issue it is you're dealing with. Or what I'm doing right now is Professor Horner's Bible reading program. Scott Cheatham kind of got me reminded of it again. I'd done it years ago, but now I'm doing it again. And it essentially, you pretty much go through the Bible in just a little bit over three months. It's, a, it's an aggressive Bible reading program. It's about 10 chapters a day. And you will become intimately familiar with the Word of God, and you're beginning to get it saturated in your mind. In the month of, uh, starting in January, I'm going to do 100 days where I read through the book of Colossians out loud every day. I'm going to become intimately familiar with the book of Colossians in the first 100 days of, of the 2021. As that's what I believe that God wants me to memorize that book, and that's going to be my strategy for doing that. So get immersed in the Scripture. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you need to do that. I'm just saying you need to get enough of the Word of God in you so that you can win this victory, whatever that looks like. Some Sometimes people say, well, well, how, how long should I read the Bible? Read until God talks to you. Read until you hear from God. That might be a verse. It, it could be a chapter. It could be ten chapters. But read until God talks to you. And then make prayer a vital part of your life. Jesus would say, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. 
clearly indicating that prayer was a part of the arsenal that God had granted to Christians to be able to do battle with temptation and sin patterns that try to manifest themselves in our lives. So as I stay connected to God, my source of life and source of power, I'm far more likely to have the inner resources to be able to fight the battle of sin and temptation, far more likely to exit on the other side of that battle absolutely victorious. And then no matter how strong your enemy's offense are, we have, we have a defense in Christ. Christ can defeat Satan every time. In, in Luke 4, these first 13 verses, he defeats him again and again and again. And he will always defeat him. Christ is impeccable. He's unable, he's unable to sin. He can't sin. He, he's not going to give in to that temptation. And so when temptation comes knocking at the door, if you send Jesus to answer, you're probably going to win the, the temptation battle because the strong warrior on your behalf, the captain of the Lord's host, Jesus Christ himself is fighting the battle for you and indeed already has dealt the death blow to Satan and his forces by his work on the cross where he died vicariously in your place to provide victory for you. So to save you from the penalty of sin so that he can save you from ultimately from the presence of sin in this place called heaven and right now he's working on saving you from the power of sin by you learning to become victorious in battling temptation and think of it like a workout God is God is sometimes allowing you to develop some spiritual muscles and pushing back against those tempting thoughts that are there let me finish out with just a couple of verses out of first Corinthians 10 verse 12 and 13 Wherefore, uh, Paul speaking, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Now, don't be proud or arrogant. Uh, that can't happen to me. And, you know, don't ever get that way because God hates pride. And pride almost always goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. But it also says, besides don't be proud, he says, There is no such temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of es to escape that you may be able to bear it. In, in other words, there is no irresistible temptation. God can help you with this. Give it to him. And I, and I know some of you, some of you have, have given up. You, you're, you, you fought against some particular sin so hard, you, you've thrown in the towel. And you say, I, I can't get victory over it. I, I can't get through On your own, you can't. With Jesus Christ, you can't. And following these basic principles, you'll begin to move into victory. Can we pray together? I'm going to pray for you. Dear Lord God, I just pray that you'd be with these dear ones under the sound of my voice. Lord, they, they are facing real battles. Satan has, I mean, he's lit it up against us. He is, he is pushing back against us so hard, trying to destroy us and wipe us out. And God, we need you to battle by our side. We need your Holy Spirit paraclete to battle right beside us, to push back the works of darkness and allow us to move into a place of resplendent victory, God. We're asking that you help us, Lord, in these last days to live with integrity and honor, to live in a way that is worthy of a soldier of Christ. Help us, God, to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. You guys have a good night.